let's go through the 10 best episodes of Most Memorable Journeys. The 10 out of 100 episodes that had the most downloads that people liked most. Welcome to a new episode of Most Memorable Journeys. I can't believe that I have actually uploaded 100 episodes and this is episode 101 and it's a new start and I have so much energy and so many new ideas to continue and I am having so much fun and with the episode 100 which I did with my husband I had so much feedback and so many downloads so everybody was actually curious who is this husband or who is this man behind this crazy woman so now you all know it's uh, just if you don't know yet, if you haven't listened to it, you have to listen to episode 100 with Hector Dufexis, my travel partner in this journey, this most memorable journey called life. Now, why did I ever start this podcast? You know, during the pandemic, when I couldn't travel anymore, I felt like I was missing a limb. I was thinking about writing another book. I have already written a book, which is called The Soul Kit, First Aid for the Soul. That's more of a personal development book. But then I thought maybe I should write down my travel stories because I had been writing some and I had been posting them on Facebook, but I had never really put them together. But somehow, and as we know, there is no coincidence ever, I ended up in a seminar or in an event with various speakers, various people were invited because I am also the regional director of the Global Woman Club Cyprus. And it was one of those online meetings of the Global Woman Club. And this man called Rob Moore was giving a, a lecture or a um, talk about podcasting. And I thought, that's it, because I don't want to write. I want to talk. I love to talk. And I have so, so many stories to tell. So long story short, I bought his course. I did a little work. I very quickly realized that I like to talk, but I don't like to edit and I don't know how to do these things. I'm not very technical because when I started my podcast, I was 60 years old. I am now 62. And uh, I don't know how, well, maybe I could have learned it, but I didn't want to. So I met this gorgeous young man in Barcelona called Florian, who is now doing all my work. And I want to give a shout out to him because he's doing a fantastic job. He cuts out all the rubbish that I shouldn't have said. Yeah, so I started. I was nervous at the beginning. I used to have to write everything down. It's not easy. When you start a podcast, and this is for everybody who is thinking about it, you need to know what you want to talk about. You need to have enough material for a long time because the fact is that 70% of all people who start a podcast never manage to upload more than seven episodes. And that's really amazing because, um, you know, people sometimes don't think about it enough to really uh, find out what it is about. It's important to do your research. And if you are a cool person and you have cool stories to tell or lots of people to speak to, it is really fun. And 
I have met so many amazing people so far. At the beginning of the podcast, I used to just tell stories like I had been planning to because I was a tour guide in the 80s. I was a tour guide for 11 years and I worked all over the world and I have a very good memory. So I had written down a few things, but I also remember really many things. Sometimes I can close my eyes and just be there. I worked in the Maldives in 1984-85 on an island which you can surround in 10 minutes. It was a fantastic experience and I sometimes was just bored, very bored because there was no internet. Okay, we could read. I learned how to dive. I uh, used to windsurf from one island to the other. But it's just so amazing how much technology has changed, how easily we have access to stuff and how quickly we can share information. At that time on my island where I lived, we just had one telephone and people used to come and call me, like the guys from the office would find me somewhere snorkeling in the bay or speaking to the, I don't know, diving instructor or um, sailing instructor. And then I would march into this office with a towel around me, dripping and speaking to the agent in Male, who was telling me that I had received a telex, but he was reading it to me with a very heavy accent. And I mostly couldn't understand what he was saying. So I had to take a boat for one hour and go to Mali to um, read that telex. A telex. Most of the people who are listening probably don't even know anymore what a telex is. But coming back to this pandemic and to this situation, why I started it, I had been traveling so much in the last six, seven years or all my life, but even more in the last six, seven years, because I was working as a conference interpreter for the European and the Cyprus Police Association. And I accompanied the president of the European Police Association on his trips because he only spoke Greek and I used to translate uh, for him into French and English. So just to give you an idea, in uh, 2019, I left Cyprus 23 times. So you can imagine what I felt like when I couldn't travel anymore. And funny enough, at the beginning of the pandemic, um, I was a little naughty. I shouldn't probably shouldn't have left, but I flew to Buenos Aires on the 11th of March 2020, which was actually the day that the World Health Organization declared COVID a pandemic. I was meeting my daughter who was traveling in South America. And uh, I landed on the 12th. We met in um, Buenos Aires. We had a great day. And the next day we found out that the country was going to close down. I needed to leave. I needed to, was going to close down all flights to Europe. So I needed to leave and I needed to leave quickly. And then I ended up being stuck for a little bit in Switzerland because I had found out that Cyprus was imposing a two weeks quarantine in a hotel to everyone who um, arrived from abroad. And I knew that I would just have to go through that. But I'll talk about that a little later when I tell you which episodes had the most downloads. So how did I find my guests? Where did I find my guests? As I said, most of the episodes at the beginning were just me 
talking about my past, talking about traveling and all the stuff that had happened to me because I had some really funny experiences, sometimes misunderstandings because of, you know, language problems and uh, all sorts of really, really funny stories. Then I felt like I wanted to have guests. I wanted to, after I had told my story, I wanted to give the opportunity to people to tell me their stories, their life stories, their travel journeys. And you know what? Life is a journey. It's, it's, um, it's different destinations that we go through and um, everybody sees it a little different. And some people have really, really cool um, stories to tell. Of course, I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people from the past um, as a tour guide, all the travelers that I have spent time with. I know people from the police, of course, from all these um, conferences and events. And then I know people from the Global Woman Club because we are a cool community of women all over the world. And of course, the good upside of covid there is always two sides to everything that happens, was that we suddenly started having all our meetings, which we usually have in person. We had them online. So from one day to the other, I could attend the Global Woman Meeting in Los Angeles, or I could attend the Global Woman Meeting in Frankfurt, or wherever it is. And this gave us the opportunity to really really be global and connect with all these women from all over the world. And quite a few of my podcast guests in these first hundred episodes are or were connections through the Global Woman Club. But there were others that I had met at a conference somewhere before, or there were friends. One of my favorite episodes is the episode which I did with my children because I traveled a lot with my children. I wanted to make sure after my past as a tour guide and just I wanted to make sure that they love traveling because I needed to continue traveling. I'm a travel addict. I think I can clearly say that for me, not being able to go anywhere for two years or just to go, we did go, we managed to go to Switzerland a couple of times, but Things were complicated. The papers that we used to fill out, I think you all know that. I remember during the pandemic, my husband and I went to a conference in Spain and we had to stop over in Athens. And we actually traveled literally with a file because we had to fill out forms to leave Cyprus, to enter Greece, to leave Greece, to go to Spain and then to enter Spain. It was a real real palaver. I think and I hope that this situation is now more or less over. Of course, COVID will never be over, but we just have to learn how to live with it. And we have to learn also, I think we learned a big lesson. We have to learn to look after ourselves because if you have a really good immune system, then you will be less affected by something like that. So um, guys, listen to me. It's important. Look at the crazy woman I am. I swim in the winter. I exercise. I really, really feel that um, I am responsible for my health and I do the best I can. Another thing that is another upside of the pandemic, which I felt for me as a not so young person anymore and not being very technical. And of course, 
never reading the, the, the instructions properly. You know, I have this habit of I look something up on uh, on the internet, on Google, or I start uh, a um, YouTube video to learn something. And then I read the first four or five lines or I listen the first two or three minutes and then I think, oh, no, 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 this is too complicated. I can't do that. And I give up. But COVID has taught me that you have to do, you have to learn new stuff. And I wasn't used to Zoom. I wasn't used to Zooming. I used to coach people online, but on Skype, because that was an easy thing for me to do. And when I was actually, when I ended up in quarantine, when I was in quarantine, we started having all these online Zoom meetings and um, I didn't know how to share a screen. Okay, I knew it's Zooming is really not easy. You just press the button. But I had to ask my friend Christina to do a little screen sharing lesson with me. We have come a long way. We have um, done so many things since the pandemic, we have come closer. I have, I feel like I have come so much closer to so many people. And of course, I also believe that now going to conferences again, I was at the conference, Global Woman Conference in the summer in London, and I just came back from one in London in January. You so much appreciate these things more. You so much love people more. It is it is crazy how I personally learn to appreciate things more. So let's have a quick look at who had the most downloads. Let's go through the 10 best episodes of Most Memorable Journeys, the 10 out of 100 episodes that had the most downloads that people liked most. So I don't know how to do a drum roll. I don't know if Florian, who is editing this um, this uh, episode, can do this. But um, let's talk about number 10. Number 10 was episode 14. Episode 14 has the title, The Day I Met a Saint. I'm talking in this episode about my trips to India and Nepal. This episode goes back to my tour guiding years and all those tours that I had done in India where I had all sorts of adventures. That's definitely an episode worth listening to. Once once in a while I had challenging tour groups. Once in a while I had, I had lost my luggage once on one of the tours. India is quite a difficult uh, country to travel through. Not difficult, but a little bit more challenging because people see poverty and they always, especially my guests who were Swiss, you know, they always want to help. They have this helper syndrome. And I always told them, you shouldn't give money to these people in the street because those are usually the ones who are organized and don't need it. You should give money to people who, you know, where you know that it's used wisely. And I always promised them that the last destination on the trip before we went to Nepal was Calcutta. And I always took all my tour groups to one of the orphanages of Mother Teresa. And one day when we were there at the entrance hall and somebody was explaining us what was going on, she came down the stairs. I actually saw Mother Teresa walking down the stairs, walking past us. She said a quick few words. She said, hello. And off she went. And, you know, it's in my heart. Of course, it's in my heart. But to be honest, I would have loved to have a selfie with Mother Teresa. So episode 14, 
the day I met a saint. Listen to it. Then it's episode 46, but it is on number nine of the most downloads of most memorable journeys. And the title of that episode is We Drove a Green Range Rover from England to Cyprus and Lived Happily Ever After. In 1994, I decided to move to Cyprus and to settle here. And I didn't move like normal people do, like fly here or put stuff in a container. My husband, who wasn't my husband then, and I met in England and we bought the car. We bought the green Range Rover and we drove from England to Switzerland. We put the car on the ferry in Dover. We flew to, we drove to Switzerland filled the car with my stuff and drove down to through Italy, put the car on another ferry from Angona to Patras, drove again from Patras to Paris and then took another ferry and ended up in Cyprus. And this episode is about my life with Hector, my husband, and how we started our family and that both our children were actually brought home from the clinic after they were born in this car. So it has a lot of sentimental value. So episode 46 is on place number nine with the downloads that are on number nine. The next one is, again, it's episode 36, which is on place number eight when it comes to most downloads. Episode 36 is Camel Riding in Petra and Stargazing in Wadi Rum. Two years ago, it was actually still a little bit in the pandemic. We had to have a PCR test, but we just felt like we needed a trip. And I had never actually realized how close Jordan is. Jordan is only a 40 minutes flight from Cyprus. So... We decided, my very best friends and I, to go on a little tour in Jordan. Some of us were more organized than others. Um, Catherine was very organized. She knew what she wanted, where she wanted to go. Judy and I were kind of following, but we were having lots of fun. This is like something that I should have done 30 years ago because I absolutely fell in love with Jordan. And I never understood why I didn't go before. It's such a beautiful, magical place. And I'm talking in the episode about visiting Petra, about spending the night in the desert in Vadirum and then floating on the waters of the Dead Sea. So episode 36 is on number eight when it comes to downloads. The next one, number seven, when it comes to downloads of the 100 episodes is... Episode 32, where I'm talking about Thailand. I ended up in Thailand totally unexpectedly because I had been working for my company, my tour guide company or tour operator, Kuoni, for a few years already. And I was doing round trips. I was not doing destinations anymore. I wasn't stationed anywhere. I was just coming and going with the groups. But one day when I was and also remember, in those days, we didn't have any cell phones. We just had to rely on a house phone. And one day I came home and I had a notice that I need to call the head office urgently, really urgently. And I called and I was asked if I could go and spend 
three months, or I don't remember exactly, four months in Thailand. And I would have had to leave in two days. And I had been planning things for that winter. But then on the other hand, I thought, and that's what I think most of the times, some opportunities only come once. And if you don't grab them, they're not going to ask you again. So I decided to go. And I went to replace a young woman who couldn't cope with the work there because it was sometimes a little difficult. She had had a nervous breakdown. So I went there and I it was one of the best winters ever. I had so much fun with the people in Thailand, laughing about misunderstandings because we couldn't, sometimes couldn't communicate or we, we, we misunderstood each other. So episode 32, Thailand, is on position number seven when it comes to the most downloads of the first hundred. The next one is number six. This is episode 53. 53 was my beautiful guest, Eden Dima. And Eden Dima, I had met, I'm pretty sure we met on Facebook. We started becoming friends on Facebook, exchanging little notes. That's what we do, a little approach. And um, I started getting more and more interested in what she was doing because she comes from Bhutan, the beautiful country in the Himalayas. And uh, I started asking more and more questions because I know and I have never been and I wish I, I could go and it's definitely on my bucket list. Bhutan is known as the happiest place on earth. Thanks to its unique development philosophy of like the gross national happiness, instead of just measuring economic output, this Bhutan focuses on its citizens' well-being and happiness is extremely holistic. I wrote this out, I copied this out from, uh, from, the, faith, from the internet, but that episode with Eden Dima is definitely worth listening to. Episode 53 with Eden Dima, and she is, when it comes to most downloads, on number six. And we come to number five. Number five on the most download list is, of course, my crazy story with the title and episode number 24, Argentina. The title is Quarantine instead of Malbec and Tango. Because when I was in Argentina meeting my daughter at the beginning of the panic, the, of the panic, the pandemic, it was a bit of panic too, wasn't it? We were supposed to meet or we met in Buenos Aires, but we were supposed to travel to Mendoza. We were supposed to rent a car and drive around the vineyards and drive around the Andes and drink good wine in the evening and maybe do a little hike and uh, all sorts of plans. And I still want to do that. I had been to Argentina before when I was a tour guide, but I have never been to Mendoza. And I didn't go that time either, because instead of having Malbec and Tango, I was rushing home through, through a Brazil. I had to stop over on my flight back. And had to come back and end up in quarantine. So the quarantine, just a few words about that. After I landed in Larnaca, after this whole ordeal of coming back from uh, Argentina via Brazil, via Switzerland, I ended up in Larnaca and I went to a hotel for two weeks 
And I had the best time of my life because I had a beautiful room with a balcony. I had very good internet. I was connected to everybody. I did my exercise. I got, I was brought food. I was connecting with people. I was reading. I think, you know what, people, life is what we make of it. Every situation. So I made the best of my quarantine. And when I came came out after two weeks, I appreciated my freedom that I have where I live even more than I already did before. So that was number five. And we are coming closer to the best ones. Number four, when it comes to downloads, is my second episode. And I was really not so um, eloquent at the beginning. When I go back to my episodes now and I listen sometimes, I think, oh my God. But um, at the time I did my best. And funny enough, this episode is on number four of the charts when it comes to downloads. And it is called, I told the Greek pharmacist that my friend got bitten by a swordfish while riding a moped. Now, I need to explain that. In 1981, I was sent to Skiathos to work. And I had learned a little Greek before. I had uh, done some courses at the University of Geneva. And I had uh, learned a little Greek this the summer before when I was in Rhodes. But, you know, some of the words didn't come so easily. So I had gone on a day tour with my friend to Volos and she had been bitten by a terrible, actually a wasp had been caught in her sunglasses the day before while she was riding her um, her moped. And um, she had a huge eye and looked like an alien. So when we arrived in Volos, I took her to a pharmacy to buy a cream or something to soothe that eye. And um, she I told the pharmacist in Greek because he didn't speak any English. I mixed up the word wasp, which is sphiga, with the word xiphias, which means swordfish. So he looked at me and he said to me, really? She was bitten by a swordfish? I said, yes. And he said, in the water? And I said, no, on her moped. And of course, then he nearly painted and um, we needed to explain. We figured it out. Funny stories. Of course, I'm telling a lot more than just that story in this episode, in my second episode, but um, listen to it. It's fun. And I think we need another drum roll because we're coming to number three on the charts of most memorable journeys, first 100 episodes. That was... To be honest, again, one of my favorite episodes, number 48, episode 48, with Adamos Marneros, the last landing at Nicosia Airport, and he was also working for the Sultan of Brunei. Adamos Marneros is an amazing, wonderful man, and I went to his house to record the episode. Sometimes I do it on Zoom, um, sometimes I do it live, and... um, I went to his house. He invited me to his house, to his house. And I ended up speaking to him for about three hours or even more listening to him for about three hours. And I hadn't recorded anything. And then we both had something to do and we couldn't do it that day. So I had to go back because he has so much 
knowledge. He has such a fascinating story to tell, starting as a poor young man learning how to fly and also understanding how important it is to grab opportunities and to follow your dreams. And he did. And how he actually flew that plane from England via Rome to the airport of Nicosia, which doesn't exist anymore because for those people who don't know, Cyprus is has been occupied by the Turkish army since 1974. And um, the airport of Nicosia, which was at the time the only airport, um, is now in a, in a dead zone, as they call it, in no man's land. But Adamos Marneros was the last person who landed a plane there. He is telling it very, very eloquently. It's kind of a historical episode and explains a lot about the history of Cyprus. So if you haven't listened to it for some reason, listen to episode 48 of Most Memorable Journeys with Adamos Marneros. Ta-da! And we are coming to number two of the charts of the first 100 episodes of Most Memorable Journeys. And that is my intro, which actually makes sense because I think that's what most people listen to first. They listen to the intro of an episode. If they like somebody's voice, maybe they listen to more. Or if they like the way somebody talks, the title of my intro is called The Journey Begins, Life is Beautiful, and In the End, We Only Regret the Things We Didn't Do. And that is so true. I remember years ago, I had to write, I I was at the retreat and I had to write my own eulogy and I had to write what I would like to hear one day when I'm in there in that box and, you know, when it's all over, what would I like to hear? Have you ever thought about that? What would you like to hear? What would you like people to say about you? What would you have liked to experience? Because I know, and there is a book about it, I know that most people at the end of their lives don't regret the things they did, but they regret the things they didn't do. So do them. Go and do them. Take that trip. Go and organize. Visit a friend that you haven't seen for a long time. Don't think about time. Find the money. Because, you know, many times we say, oh, I don't have the money. I never have. But, you know, sometimes we spend money on rubbish. And it's it's not easy. I know it's not easy for many people, but sometimes we don't need to buy all this stuff that we buy and we could put the money aside, have a little travel box. And instead of buying an overpriced coffee all the time, make one at home and put those six or five euros in the box. And you will be surprised how quickly you will have enough money to go and actually visit somebody who you haven't seen for a long time. Go and do that because life is short and very precious and um, you just never know. Enjoy everything. And here we are, number one, the episode with the most downloads ever on Most Memorable Journeys is my episode number 35 with the famous, very, very famous singer, Jose Marie Chan. He is a singer in the Philippines. And the title of the episode is, He is the Reason Why Christmas is Always in Our Hearts. And let me explain this. 
I am the regional director of the Global Woman Club Cyprus. I have already mentioned that. And when we all went online and when all the meetings started being on uh, Zoom and I was missing the world like crazy and I was missing traveling, I was missing anything different. I attended so many of these meetings, but I attended every single meeting of the Global Woman Club Manila because Manila for me was visiting Asia. I was sitting in my pyjama pants and a nice blouse in my sitting room and I was closing my eyes and I felt like I was in Asia. And one day my beautiful co-director Rayla had a guest um, called Jose Marichan. I had never heard of him before. And I realized that he was a very, very famous man. And in the Philippines, they say that he is the third famous person after Jesus and Santa. And Jose Marichan is mostly famous for Christmas songs. And as you may not know, but I will tell you now, in the Philippines, Christmas starts in September and ends end of January. In the malls and in many places, they play Christmas songs all this time. And most of the songs that are played are by Jose Marichan. Now, let me tell you a little bit about recording this episode. You know, sometimes when I arrange meeting famous people, I'm a little bit afraid that they may not turn up. Not because they don't want to, but because they may be busy. Something may have come up for them. But I have learned that the people with the biggest lives, with the busiest lives, are the most reliable. I had Baria Alamuddin, Amal Clooney's mother, or I had Kira Chaplin, Charlie Chaplin's granddaughter, as my guests, and they turned up. They never postponed. They were always there, exactly on time, waiting for me to record these episodes. And I really, really appreciate that. And it was the same with Jose Marichan. He was there and he was patiently telling me his story. And I loved listening to him. And at the end, he sent me a parcel by DHL all the way from the Philippines with all his signed CDs. And I absolutely love it. And I love Jose Marichan. I love the Philippines. I love the Global Woman Club Manila. And I will visit them. I don't know when, hopefully this year, but um, it's definitely on top of my bucket list. And now that's the end of the charts. That was number one. And um, let's talk a little bit about where do we go from here? 100 episodes. What shall I do? Shall I continue or shall I not continue was the question. And of course, I'm going to continue because I love doing this. I love speaking to people. I love listening to people. I am interested in people's stories and I love learning from other people. And how do I find my guests? That is funny because like one of the places that I wanted to mention at the beginning where I met quite a few of my guests was Clubhouse or still is Clubhouse. And for those people who don't know what Clubhouse is, Clubhouse is an app that you download on your phone and then you can listen to people in different rooms and speak to people in different rooms. And there is one room on Clubhouse, which is called the International Airport Lounge. And Klaus Derendorf, who was who is the founder of this um, 
International Airport Lounge was my guest in one of my episodes. Because when we couldn't travel, all those people who are like me, who were sitting at home, we needed to get together somehow. So we ended up meeting in the International Airport Lounge and talking about traveling because that was the only thing we could do. And with some of those people, I have become friends. Martina Kwan, who I met in the International Airport Lounge, traveled from Los Angeles to Cyprus in November last year to attend my conference, my Global Woman Club conference, just to tell you the importance or significance of meaningful relationships. When you meet people and you like them and you have something in common and you want to cherish this relationship, work on it because it's it's having good relationships is what life is all about. Life is all about networking and treating other people well. So I will continue and I'm looking forward to continuing and I can promise you that we will have a lot more fun episodes. I have an ep- the next episode coming up, 102, is Simon the pilot, who is a very, very interesting man. He flies for uh, Virgin Atlantic and um, that's the next one. I have more. I have a lot more coming. So please stay with me. Listen to my episodes, download them, tell your friends about them. And as you know, everything in life costs and I'm making a little pledge here. I am going to start a little club called the Soul Guru Club because I have written a book called The Soul Kit and I have a course called Heal Your Soul and Become Empowered. And in this Soul Guru Club, I'm going to charge a little fee so I would be able to finance producing podcasts and I will be able to finance trips so I can talk about more uh, travel journeys and travel experiences. So this is something that's coming up soon. If you want to support me, join the Soul Guru Club and pay that little monthly fee. It's going to be, haven't decided yet, maybe eight or nine euros a month. And you can help me with that. And I will entertain you and I will support you and I will give you value and I will fill your soul with joy. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to me. This was the 10 best episodes of Most Memorable Journeys and Let's Do More. Thank you very much. I am sending you lots and lots of love from my beautiful island of Cyprus and stay tuned. If you enjoy my podcast, please like, share and subscribe to my channel. You will find all the information in the show notes.